ladies, puberty, PMT, pregnancy, the menopause. Yes, your hormones have been taking you for a ride for years. Hot flushes on the bus, menopausal meltdowns in the office, whatever those hormones have made you do, Jenny Smith and Kate Bouse are here to lend a sympathetic ear. Why not write in and share your hormonal hell with the girls? Don't worry, they've heard it all before. It's time to put those hormones in the firing line. This is Dear Hormones. Welcome to your safe space, ladies. Coming up on today's show, fishing around for the right word, pregnancy fury in a department store, and how HRT gave one woman a whole new lease of life. Hello and welcome to Dear Hormones. Hi, Kate. Hello. Thanks once again for listening to the podcast and for writing in. We really, really love getting the letters and actually we wouldn't even have a podcast if it wasn't for your letters. So thank you so much for that. Yes, thank you so much. We've really enjoyed listening to all of your stories and anyone whose story has been featured will be receiving a Dear Hormones badge. Ooh. They'll be winging their way to you. It's very exciting. If you would like to share a story with us, we would love to hear from you. So please email us, dearhormones at yahoo.com is the address, or you can message us on Instagram at dearhormones. So let's, uh, let's get started then, shall we, with our first letter. And this one is called Something Fishy. Dear Jenny and Kate, before going on HRT, one of the most annoying symptoms I used to suffer from was brain fog. Tell me about it. I have oh, that. yes. And there was a story about brain fog just last week, wasn't there? The wonderful fancy dress story. <laughs> yeah, Jackie, that was, wasn't it? I never seemed to be able to reach for the right word. And this has started to happen all of the time. And this also happened to me. <laughs> all of the time even the other day when the duke of edinburgh died okay so it was a big thing it was all over the news wasn't it i mean you couldn't turn a radio station on without it featuring you know the death of, of the duke of edinburgh mm. and i was having these little funny little voice messages with my friend tracy and as part of one of the messages at the end i was going to say in r.i.p the duke of edinburgh and i completely forgot his name so i just said r.i.p massive gap and then i said what's his name you know that's <laughs> This was on a text message when you actually had time to consider what you were writing. <laughs> well, actually, Kate, wasn't a text message. I've been getting into these voice messages on WhatsApp. Have you done one yet? I struggle with them a little bit. <laughs> I'm not very, and I'm always a bit worried because I haven't figured them out. I sound like a very old lady saying this. I feel like I haven't worked it out yet. So does it just send what you record immediately? Yes, it does. And I didn't realise that the first time I did one. I thought, oh, I'll just record that again. When I lifted my finger off it, it'd gone. So yeah, be aware. Yeah. So hence when I sort of stumbled and couldn't remember his name, I was thinking, well, it's too late now. It's going to have to go to her. So I just went, uh, what's his name? And actually, Jenny, that also that story is particularly funny coming from you because you are quite a fan of the royal family, aren't you? You, you know everything about the royal family. I do love a bit of the royals. I like the scandal. Anyway, oh, where were we? I never seemed to be able to reach for the right word and this has started to happen all of the time. I remember one day I was running late to hand in some important paperwork to a very posh estate office, all very formal and serious. I'd had an absolute nightmare trying to find the office in the first place, stopping to ask complete strangers for directions more than once. 
Finally, I blustered into the building, bright red and clammy, with sweat streaming down my face. Nice. Totally flustered, I started talking utter nonsense to the straight-laced receptionists, saying, Oh, I'm so sorry I'm late, but um, uh, th there were so many um, fish on the road. <laughs> That's brilliant. She goes, WTAF? <laughs> Where the flip did fish come from? I meant sheep, but I couldn't think of the word and just went a deeper shade of red and said, no, no, sorry, um, I don't mean fish. Um, I mean, um, oh, you know, those, um, those white fluffy things. Oh, so she still couldn't find the word <laughs> sheep. <laughs> the snooty women were literally just gawping at me. So I abruptly turned round and left absolutely mortified, sweat patches seeping through my clothes. Oh dear, oh, dear a poor girl. She then goes on to say, and I've just skipped ahead to <laughs> what she's going to say next. Recently, I had another incident when I was speaking to a plumber about the extension we were having done to our house. I couldn't think of the word soil, as in soil pipe. So I called it a poo pipe instead. <laughs> no. <laughs> and she goes, FFS. I immediately went bright red and he said, uh, yeah, okay, love. Um, I think you mean soil pipe. Poo pipe usually means something very different. OMG, <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> She's not wrong there. She probably oh. made his day. He probably yeah. found that hilarious. He's been dining off that story for months, hasn't he? Yeah, he really has. It was interesting what she said about the with the fish on the road, <laughs> the fluffy things on the road, that she was very flustered when that happened. So she'd had a difficult journey to get there. Do you find, Jenny, does your brain fog kick in more if you're feeling flustered or does that not have any particular... I mean, because obviously you weren't flustered when you were writing about Prince Philip and couldn't remember his name, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, it definitely does. And I must say, since I've been taking HRT, the brain fog has been loads, loads better. Um, I've just noticed it creeping in a little bit more at the moment. But before, before I'd started the HRT, the brain fog was actually happening all the time. And especially if I was flustered, but I was feeling very flustered because of the hormones anyway. So it kind of all goes hand in hand. So, so yeah, I can, I can imagine her completely losing the Plot. The other thing I remember is the more you try to remember that word or that name, the worse it is. You know, it, it's an impossible task. I did. I, I did forget recently, and I think I was with you, actually, Jenny. Mm. I did recently forget the word skewer. But I'm thinking, <laughs> I was good to remember, I was calling it a sort of a, a pointy thing that I, I don't think this is because I'm menopausal. I'm, I'm in, maybe I'm in denial. I don't know. I know you have me on menopause watch, but I think skew is quite a tricky word, isn't it? But now you've mentioned it, I do remember that vividly. And I, I remember thinking, oh, could this be the start of Kate's menopause watch? Because you, you were saying, you know, it's that kind of long pointy thing. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do have one other story actually to, to tell and, and again I'm sure <laughs> I say this goodness you tell me what you think having me on menopause watch tell me if yeah if you think okay. this is, is a symptom not long ago I lost my car keys and I was searching everywhere all around the house and the strange thing was I'd had them with me just sort of two minutes earlier so I knew that I hadn't left them you know in the park or anything they they were very close by I even knew I hadn't been upstairs I, I had to either be in the sitting room or in the dining room there were the only possible places that the keys could be hadn't been in my coat couldn't be in the coat pocket couldn't be in my bag so there were very few places where these keys could be and I searched and searched for them 
for really like well over an hour. And I was just thinking, what are we going to do? You know, I've lost the car keys. This is just terrible, but I know they're nearby. And then there was all the sort of the worry of, uh, do we definitely have them nearby? Because what yeah. if they are outside? Or Kind of given up by late in the evening, a bit stressed about the whole situation, went to put some rubbish outside into the recycling bin. It was the big outside recycling yeah. bin that was due to be collected the following morning. Yes. And there were my car keys inside the, re- the outside recycling bin. I see. I have put my car keys in the recycling bin. Brain fog, brain fog. Not sure yes. what happens. Must have had the car keys in one hand, the recycling in the other, and just put both hands, just put them both in. That had no recollection. I'll tell you what's happening there, Kate. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> do I want to hear this? I'm not sure I do. Maybe this is the very start of that estrogen starting to drop. How old are you again? 40 what? <laughs> 43 43 interesting well I'll tell you what I'm going to do I'm not going to notch that up as a menopause thing yet but I'm going to keep it on the back burner just in case that could be our very first sign of Kate's uh, menopausal journey who knows (laughs) who knows right now our next story comes to us from somebody who who's not going through the menopause this is a story about pregnancy rage oh oh rage I love it okay pregnancy rage it's it's a rage story I love the rage stories because they make me feel 10 times better about all the things that I've done. It comes to us from Mel, who's in London. Dear Kate and Jenny, your stories have been cracking me up, but I realise now I'm writing this, that my own stories still make me cringe, even years later. Brilliant. This one is probably one of my worst pregnancy rage moments. Those moments where the words are spilling from your mouth. You just can't stop. She's capitalised those words with a full stop after each. Love it. (laughs) This horrifying incident, (laughs) really is going to be good. This horrifying incident happened about eight months pregnant in a well-known department store. I had bought a nursing bra there a week earlier. It felt so comfy. So I tore off the tags and began wearing it when I got home. Only to find that within two hours, it was driving me crazy pinching in all the wrong places. I figured that since it was hardly worn and I still had the tags, they would probably give me a refund or at least a credit note. So I returned the next week with my mum in tow. But fair enough. I think that's fair enough to go back if you've not worn it, just put it on, a bit uncomfortable. It's okay to return that, isn't it? I think fair enough. My mum headed off for a noodle around the other departments while I went to make the exchange. I was expecting it to be pretty easy, but my first interaction didn't go well. The staff at the till weren't especially welcoming and certainly not convinced with tags off I could get an exchange. They referred me to the experts in the changing room for a chat. Oh, (laughs) for a chat. (laughs) I'd already feel like a criminal at that point, wouldn't you? (laughs) Like I was trying to pull the wool over the eyes. (laughs) Why don't you go and have a chat? As background, I am not good with confrontation. So at this point, I got sweaty palms and started rehearsing my speech in my head. It felt a bit like a trip to the head teacher's office. Yeah, I can imagine that. I know that feeling. You already feel you're under scrutiny straight away, don't you? Even if you're completely innocent. (laughs) The expert fitting lady acted confused about my request. She asked me if I was sure it didn't fit. Well, that would wind you up, wouldn't it? She knows. Mel knows. Of course she knows. She's come all the way back to the shop. I think she knows if it fits or not. Yes, I replied. It's really not working for me at all. Did you try it on when buying it? Yes. It was super comfortable for the three minutes I tried it on. Less so back home after three hours. 
was it fitted for you by a member of staff? Her, yes. Who? Oh, oh, actually <laughs> doesn't believe her. I don't think they believe her. The fact they're actually trying to get a name out of her now. No. Poor Mel, she's pregnant for goodness sake. Give her a break. She's eight months pregnant. She's very visibly pregnant. Yeah. What an ordeal for her. I don't bloody know or care, was what my inner voice shouted loudly. <laughs> Hormones were really kicking in now and I could feel myself getting pretty defensive. What I actually said was, I don't know, but I have a feeling she heard the inner voice shouting. I may have rolled my eyes and sighed heavily and held my belly dramatically. <laughs> I was hungry, tired and really, really wanting this over with. Let's just fit it again now and see how it feels. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this lady. No, and she would be saying that in a really calm voice, wouldn't oh, she? Patronising really voice. Really calm, soothing, patronising voice, quite. <laughs> oh, poor Mel. I am on your side, sister. Yes, wish we'd been there with you, Mel. I could not believe she was actually saying this. Had she not listened? Was she honestly trying to convince me to take the wretched item back home? Cue a tsunami of hormones crashing inside of me. <laughs> veritable tsunami of hormones. You want me to try it on, but it doesn't fit. Are you saying I can't have a refund until I've proved it doesn't fit? I don't entirely remember how she responded to that, but I think she indicated that yes, best to try it on. It was clear to me she really didn't believe me. Oh, I was right. Yes, I knew she didn't believe her. So... To be clear, you want me, an eight-month pregnant woman, to remove her clothes and show you that this item doesn't fit? Is that what you're saying? My volume was increasing and I was getting a bit shaky and squeaky. I honestly don't recall what she said next. Maybe I've blocked it out to justify my next horrifying reaction. Oh, oh, good, horrifying, brilliant, bring it on. I can remember explicitly what I said next and it makes me cringe with embarrassment. I feel violated! <laughs> I said loudly and with drama. My hands were shaking. You would think I might have waited for a response, but it just kept flowing along with the tears. <laughs> oh, oh, no. A collie came to join her. <laughs> I took it up another notch. I do! I feel violated! 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 I shouted. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, I really, truly shouted that. She really, truly did. God, this experience is obviously haunting her. I want to speak to the store manager. I had found a word that got their attention and I could not stop. <laughs> She's just standing there saying, violated, violated. <laughs> What a great word. I know, I'm going to remember that word next time. That's brilliant, isn't it? That'll get their attention. In truth, it worked. And in minutes, I was at the desk being issued with a refund and much apology. It was clear they wanted me to shove off so they could have a good bitch about me. <laughs> so I headed off to find my mum. Conveniently, I found her close by, minutes after the episode was concluded. To this day, I'm not sure if she genuinely didn't hear my shouting, as she claimed, Plenty of others certainly did, or if she actually hid out of sight until it was over, not wanting to admit that she was with me. I suspect the latter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, that was a belter of a rage. And that was a belter of a letter. <laughs> <laughs> it was.
was, wasn't it? That was brilliant. Oh, I love it. Violated, violated, violated. <laughs> Do you know, I wrote I wrote back to say thank you very much for the letter. Yeah. And she said she's still cringing about it. She said, what a nutter. I have never been back to that area of the store and I never will again. Oh, you should go back with your head held high. They were in the wrong, not you. They were, weren't they? How dare they make an eight-month pregnant woman? strip off and prove that the bra doesn't fit just give her a break for love of god <laughs> you're quite in the right mel very in the right very in the right we are on your side 100 percent with that sorry my, my cat has decided to join us now kate treading on the keyboard mel well, thank you for that story yes mel thank you so much for that that's great i love a rage story and also you are totally in the right there so well done feeling hotter than the surface of the sun Raging at the kids for eating too loudly? Walking into rooms and forgetting what you're doing there? Could your hormones be mugging you off? Tell us all about it at dearhormones at yahoo.com or at dearhormones on Instagram. I'm going to move on to our next letter now. Um, this is from an anonymous writer and she's older as well. Do you know what I love, Kate? That we are getting quite a lot of letters from a whole range of ages. So this lady is in her 70s and we've had a few from women in their 70s, haven't we? And this is lovely. This, this is t entitled Empowered and it's a slightly different take on the menopause, which I think is quite nice, but it's also got quite a serious sort of edge to it as well. Here we go. Dear Jenny and Kate, at 49 years old, I was settled, had been happily married for 30 years and was enjoying an interesting full-time job. My outside interests were attending church and running the youth club and Sunday school. I was unaware that hormonal changes were at work inside my body, arming themselves in preparation to wage war on my senses, my morals, my emotions. In fact, all that represented the quiet, kind and patient woman that I was up to that point anyway. One day, without warning, I lost my temper with my eldest boy, who at 15 years old had been shopping, spending some birthday money with a friend. His crime was to have left a new sports top behind on the counter, something I had done many, many times in a forgetful days. But he had retraced his steps and claimed it, but this left him late getting back to the car, to his brother and me, waiting with increasing irritation. Bam! I slammed my hands hard on the steering wheel, swore in his face, and I'm ashamed to say I felt like doing much worse. All of this in front of his brother and his friend. Oh dear. I know. When it's in front of a friend, you, you know, you know that, that she really, it was out of control. Yeah, she couldn't help it. Yeah, and it reminds me of the letter I told about in episode one, where I was driving, the chicken wing story, you know, where I was driving with my son and I felt very much out of control then. So when she says this, you know, I felt like doing much worse. I understand that. I really mm. did. I, I sort of completely understand that. And for her, so out of character as well. She says she was a quiet, kind, patient woman. And then all of a sudden, this is this rage has just hit her. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what's so scary about the perimenopause. Um, anyway, he stared back in horror and tears welled up in his eyes. Afraid to let the others see this, he bent down in embarrassment and tried to pull the top out of the bag to show me. But I was too angry to even look and ordered everyone to get in the car and strap up. This was the first of many uncontrollable and out of character behavioural patterns heralding the start of my menopausal journey. I look back with regret and shame on this and other episodes around that time. 
Nothing had prepared me for these outrages. I didn't think I had a temper, yet I felt ready to explode so often and over what? Again, totally relate to that. You know, mm. I, I would have considered myself fairly, you know, easy, easygoing and quite calm person until those hormones kick in. And then, you know, I turned into a monster. Mm. She says, I blamed the menopause. They call it the change, and it certainly changed me into a person I ended up hardly recognising from the unassuming put-on housewife and mother of two rebellious teenagers. I sought help from my GP who prescribed HRT. But nevertheless, I continued to refuse it, thinking that my body would be invaded with chemicals and start to react artificially. But then the night sweat started, followed by the hot flushes. I sent away for organic black cohosh to rub on my skin at night. Now, when I went to the GP, actually, the first time round, she suggested that I um, did something with black cohosh. I don't know whether what I was supposed to take What is or... black cohosh? What's that made of? I don't know, because I didn't actually ever get it in the end. Um, but I have heard that and it's banded around on some of the, um, the, the groups that I'm on, these sort of menopause groups that, I, that I'm part of. But she says to no avail. So then I tried red clover hormone imbalance tablets, which again, I haven't heard of, but she's obviously given those a whirl as well. And there are lots of things I think that people can try if they don't want to try HRT. I was still feeling anxious and beginning to lose confidence, fearful and breaking out into so many flushes that often I had to go home in the lunch break to change my damp clothes. Gosh, she had it all, didn't she? She's got the, the hot flushes, she's got the night sweat, she's got the rage everything all at once having been a kind patient lady as she just described herself she's got everything all at once i know what a shock and what a what a change quite frightening as well finally i agreed with my doctor to give hrt a try just for four weeks the result was disappointing i felt doubly anxious with erratic moods and my bad temper worsened but my gp persisted she explained how many types of hrt there were and persuaded me to try a different one this time it felt so different. After just two weeks, I began to feel free, relaxed, and a new assuredness seemed to take hold of me. Oh, I'm happy for her. I know, it's great, isn't it? Mm. Confidence returned, and alongside a sense of sexual awareness, not experienced before, settled around me like a snug, reassuring blanket. Mm. Mm. I felt empowered and yet calmly and serenely in control. I was to continue to take HRT for nine years. This was a new and exciting menopause, one that I knew nothing about, and it seemed to beckon and encourage me to explore new horizons. Now that's the sort of menopause that we all want. Yes, come on. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what HRT has done for her. It sort of settled her back into sort of how, feeling like herself again. And now she, and even like an even- And then some. An yeah. enhanced version of herself, yeah. Brimming with confidence, I set forth. However, nothing could have prepared me for the next four crazy years when, driven by some unstoppable force, I began to live three separate lives, the details of which I may reveal in a future letter interesting Gosh, intriguing. yeah isn't it just i was making up for lost time a lost childhood and having more excitement and fun than i had ever known in my entire life oh i'm so glad that's sort of a happy ending isn't it i know what a letter i so want to know more don't you i do there's so much there the three separate lives thing 
I think is a thing that lots of different people feel. I was speaking to somebody just the other day and she was saying that she feels sometimes as though she has two different people inside her head, that she's leading two kind of different lives and there are two of her. And one of her is the old her, who's similar to this lady, very kind, very patient. And then she has a new her who's come in just recently now that the perimenopause has started. And it's not a her that she particularly likes, actually. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's a sort of a, a one who begrudges people things and who's and she has to make her nicer. She was really just talking about it in terms of having two different people in there. It is. And actually, when I think about it, um, you sort of think back to, to your own friends or people you meet, you know, of the similar age to you. I think there's something in that because um, I've definitely noticed a lot more of my friends becoming a lot more feisty since they've mm. um, been getting older and actually probably some of that could well be what you're talking about with your friend this kind of like two lives and I've certainly felt that before especially during my moments of rage and anger um I honestly feel like I've been having conversations with this other person in my head you know I've got a very sane normal side that's saying just leave it just leave it it's fine but that other side is so much stronger when the hormones are kicking in like that you can't ignore it and then it wins out kind of every time not now I'm on the HRT I have to say you know for me that has been um, a life-changing experience for me personally I mean I know not everybody's going to have the same experience but um, I do feel like I'm back mm. I'll never forget how scary that time was but I love this lady at the end when she says about how she's brimming with confidence you know like it brought yes. back who she was and then some so these three different personas that she has I'd love to hear more about it yeah me too me too well hopefully she will write in and tell us and um, if she feels brave enough to share I mean thanks so much for sharing that much with us we really appreciate it I think a lot of people really like to hear that um so we've got another letter haven't we we have indeed this next letter is called Cardor it's been sent to us from Louise in Hertfordshire. She says, Dear Jenny and Kate, I may have slightly overreacted the other day with a rather excessive yell when my 12-year-old slammed the car door when I dropped her off at school. With the full force of a perimenopausal rage, mm -hmm. I found myself beeping the horn and wildly motioning for her to come back to the car, where I shouted at the top of my voice, don't slam the car door <laughs> <laughs> like a certified insane person yeah I think I can relate to that as well unfortunately <laughs> I am fairly confident that my scream was way louder than 100 car doors all being slammed in unison <laughs> That's great. Love it. My daughter, who was being watched by her friends the whole time, looked completely mortified and scuttled off to the playground while I had a quick glance around to make sure I hadn't been spotted and therefore judged by one of the other mums in the playground. That goes back, doesn't it, again to our story from last week about the fancy dress and our yeah. worries that we're being judged by other mums. That eye roll that, that, that probably doesn't exist, Kate, but we think... Probably just in our heads, Louise, we've all been there. In other news, I spotted another woman telling her son to get out of the car or I'll drag you out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at the petrol station the other day. The petrol station. <laughs> Teenager, mum in her late 40s, need I say more? Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, we laugh, don't we? we? We laugh, but we know that it's not nice for anybody involved. No. And do you know the shame of this whole thing is that... Um, you know, the menopause hits a time in your life where quite often, if you're a parent, your kids are around teenage uh, age. So they already have those awful teenage hormones whipping around their body. And then suddenly we are hit with this incredible 
menopause of the perimenopause mm. and the two just collide i mean it's actually a real dangerous combination isn't it it's really badly timed. I don't yeah. know what, what was happening. Nature did not plan that one well. That's what Louise is saying. Louise says, doesn't she? Teenager, mum in her late 40s, need I say more? No, Louise, you don't. <laughs> yeah, we're with you there. Oh, I love that letter. Thanks for writing in. Um, we've got one last letter here. It's a really nice one, actually. This is sort of a little bit of advice for people, I think, who have been sort of worrying about things. And it actually covers anxiety. And anxiety is a huge, huge part of um, the perimenopause. And one in three women, actually, will suffer from anxiety whilst going through the perimenopause so it's a huge huge issue and this lady has got a little bit of advice about that oh good so this is from sam and she lives in london dear jenny and kate i turned into an anxious mum overnight as my menopause was medically induced i do have one story that reassured me though i could never work out if my hot flushes were brought on by an awkward moment for example having to speak in a meeting or if having to speak in a meeting brought on the hot flushes. Then one day I was driving with the kids down the motorway for about three hours. During that time, I would be just fine, cruising in the fast lane, listening to music, and then wham, I would get a wave of anxiety and feel super panicky. I'd have to move over to the slow lane and drive really, really cautiously. After five minutes, my confidence would come back and I'd move over to the fast lane again. This happened three times in this one journey. I didn't like it, but it brought me comfort in knowing the anxiety wasn't coming from my life, job or kids. It just happens. So pull over to the slow lane and ride it out and then come back out and carry on. I love it. What a wonderful letter. What a wonderful parallel between that's that's what you should do in life. Move over to the slow lane and ride it out. Yeah. And that's what she really did on the motorway. Yeah. It's a really wonderful letter. And anxiety, I think, is something that people do. I wouldn't associate that at all with the menopause. I would not have known. And anxiety is something I think we all have anxious moments, don't we? We all have times when we worry about things. We worry about whether we're doing the right things. We worry about how people perceive us. Yeah. And it will it will help me knowing that this can be hormone related, I think. Yes, I think that I think it really will, because I, I know actually that there are lots of women out there who have been suffering from anxiety, have gone to the doctors and have immediately been put on antidepressants as the first protocol instead of looking at them, looking at their age, working out that actually this is probably the perimenopause and maybe this is more estrogen related than it is anything mm. else. Now antidepressants I think can definitely work as well through um, the menopause. It's sad to say but there's still not enough known uh, by the GPs about the perimenopause and the menopause and it's really quite concerning. So like I say, a lot of women are being just prescribed as being depressed and popped on antidepressants when actually it's, it's the fact they more than likely need HRT, you know, or some other treatment to help that side of their of the problem, you know. But what I really like about this letter is the fact that she's saying the anxiety was just there. It wasn't like that particular thing causing the anxiety. It's just something that washes over you. And I think if we can all try and remember that a little bit and think, this is my body just doing this. This is just, mm. you know, hormone imbalances here that are just doing this. It's going to get better in a minute. It, you know, they fluctuate yeah. and they're going to fluctuate back to a normal state. Just ride it out. Like she says, pull over to the slow lane, ride it out and then come back out and carry on. So I think that's a really nice way to end this episode, don't you? It's a lovely way. Thank you very much to Sam for writing in and sharing that.
So we've come to the end of, oh, good, Kate, well, I think we're on episode five now. Thank you so much for everybody for listening. And don't forget, you're all getting a badge if you've been featured on this show. So we will be getting those badges out to you. We've started handing them out this week. <laughs> Had some very excited faces so far. And don't forget, please write in. Uh, we'd love to hear your stories. As we said at the beginning, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the letters that you're writing. Our email address is dearhormones at yahoo.com. And you can also find us on Instagram where we are at dearhormones. Thank you so much and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Dear Hormones with Jenny Smith and Kate Baus. If you've got a story to share, email the girls at dearhormones at yahoo.com or they're at dearhormones on Instagram. Until next time.